It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Last night, I want to read you, I don't want to play it because I'm not sure that helps the cause here of, of, of saving lives, uh, something that TV personality Tucker Carlson said on TV about vaccines in general. He said, if the vaccine, if vaccines are effective, there's no reason for people who have received the vaccine to wear masks or avoid physical contact. So maybe it doesn't work. And they're simply not telling you that. What do you have to say to Tucker Carlson? Uh, that's just a typical crazy conspiracy theory. I've seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. White allies in the front! Okay, Brian, I'll bite. Why haven't we made a vanity display of our vax status? Because it's none of your f- business. 710 only been made on television three times in the history of professional bowling on TV. Come on, kid, do it. Oh, he did it! He did it! He, did it! he got the 710, Randy! <laughs> he did it! How is that not the greatest sports call of all time, and it's bowling? <laughs> I am officially now a fan of bowling of that guy and Randy, whoever they are. Of the kid who got the 710 split. The Anthony, ginger assassin. The ginger assassin, Anthony Newer. There's a lot of crazy, idiocy-filled uh, things that we have to talk about today, and we've got a lot of it, but I want to start with the good one. Do we want to start with the good one? You want to start with the good one? Yeah, why not? This is the call of this kid, 18-year-old Anthony Newer, uh, who they call a ginger assassin, a bit of a puffy lad, a big dude. Wearing a gaudy red, white, and blue t-shirt. <laughs> he is absolutely wearing, he is a gold standard for um, for bowling um, stereotypes. Perfect. He's got red hair, and uh, that's why he's called the Ginger Assassin. And so he is, this is a bowling association league, professional bowling It's the U.S. Open thing. of bowling. No, sorry, I have to use it for work. Sorry about that. that is uh, one of my children asking to borrow my phone because there's they already have five mine, other kids in the house that everybody has a screen. They're entitled so they're in their constitutional rights to have a screen and play app games. Mm-hmm. And now my other son, my oldest son now, is sends me messages every 11.4 seconds asking for permission for new apps and new games, mm-hmm. some of which cost nine bucks each. And we are uh, going to uh, have an... Um, What's that called when you everybody says that... An intervention. Yes, an intervention. We're having an intervention right now to stop the uh, addiction before it's uh, too late. Before at seven years old, he's too far gone. Mm-hmm. So that's what that was. Thanks for hanging out. Back to Anthony Newworth. So this is the, 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 the bowler. The guy... <laughs> so he gets a... He, he bowls the ball, and so he gets every pin... But the one on the far right and the one on the far left. So that's the 710 situation. The 7 pin and the 10 pin, I think, Mm -hmm. is what they are. So now, obviously, it's almost impossible for him 
to with the next uh is it a poll stroke strike stroke it's a stroke isn't it <laughs> i have no clue no, You're a strike is a thing in the bowling. so with his next ball here he's got to use i mean these pins are five feet apart so he's got to use hit one pin in such a way that it becomes a projectile and goes across the bowling lane and knocks the other pin down and it's almost impossible to do it's As like they a, said, it's only been done on live TV three times in the history of <clears throat> live TV bowling. <laughs> right. So these two announcers, it's very, it's impossible. So these two announcers, you can tell at the beginning of this, they're a little disheartened that he's in this situation. Mm-hmm. But they're hoping, they're wishing and hoping that Anthony Newer, the Golden Assassin, can prevail and so, somehow pull off the 7-10 split. And uh, here Maybe we he go. Can convert 7-10. The 7-10. Come on, man. Again, the look back, so... That's what that- I mean. I don't know why I re-racked. Right through the face, leaving the 710. The 710 only been made on television three times in the history of professional bowling on TV. Come on, kid, do it. Oh, he did it! He did it! He, did it! he, did it! he got the 710, Randy! Oh, he did it! Goodness, the ginger assassin just dropped the 710. You bet, kid. You bet. Oh, man. Give me some oxygen and water to spare the game. Brought to you by Guaranteed Rate. If you believe it, you can do it. Guaranteed Rate. Believe you will. I believe the ginger assassin can drop the 710. Oh, man. How great is that? That sponsor got their money's that. worth. Yes, they rolled right into a live read. That guy deserves a raise. That, yeah, right into a live read. No plobremo, plobremo. Uh, it, it, it was. It's just all of the other sound that we have, certainly for the past year, it, today is horrific sound of people being terrible, toxic, and dumb. That sound was good sound. Now Dave is here, but if you're looking in the... Oh, you can't see. They, they can can't see him. Dave. They just saw Dave's Dave. head. Dave is our somewhat creepy uh, <laughs> Jack Russell Terrier who doesn't have... He has mole skin. He doesn't have real dog fur. And he also, when you speak and exhale, he tries to lick the exhale out of the air. He's... Uh, oh, no, no, Dave. No, as Dave. long as he doesn't okay. pull out any cables, Dave, I'm fine. Dave, Dave. Hey. Okay. Okay, just relax, Dave. So there's two interruptions so far. <laughs> somebody trying to shake me down from my phone, which if I don't have... Oh, wait, you know what? I don't have it. That means somebody has it. I think they have mine, too. I think Sally, they have all the you, phones. Oh, they have my phone. Can you get my phone from... Try to recover from downstairs? And mine. Do you know where Snuggle Up Pop Rebel is? No. Can you grab my phone, Sally? Okay, I Damn, somebody else stole my phone. Oh, Well, man. earlier we need, when you we came We need... Home- I had my An phone. An evil sitting- form of Mary Poppins in this house. <laughs> so I had my phone sitting there charging and on the charger, and I was like working on the computer doing stuff. And Anson comes in and he goes, "Can I have your phone?" And I go, "No, honey, I need it right now. It's charging. I'm gonna need it later." And it's sitting there, and um, and then I look up a few minutes later, and the phone is gone. So he asked me if he could have the phone. I said no, right. and then he took it anyway. Right, because he's a weasel. And so what's happening now, I assume, is that he preemptively stole my phone, then retroactively asked for permission. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. We're going to be fine. Okay. Now to the insanity. And it is everywhere. No. All right, we'll play Gutfield at the, at the end. That way, at least we'll end with something positive. My goodness, CNN has become, I can't, the two words, one, I want to say the B word, which I won't, which would apply technically to Pepper. Two, I want to say the P word, which I won't, which would apply to to felines, but I'm not going to. But CNN has become a bunch of those. It is absolutely, where is, where's my phone? You don't know where my phone is? Because I don't have it, but I need it. Can you go find it? All right, so here we go. This is CNN's John Berman. Um, tattletaling to Anthony Fauci about Tucker Carlson, because since Trump has left now, Tucker is the stand-in for Trump. And uh, they're all, Stelter spends his time going after Tucker. Fauci, I mean, uh, John Berman spends his time going after Tucker. Somebody who said a newsmaker, we won't uh, use his name, last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. They are just such incredible, I can't use the B word, 
about them. It's incredible, these grown men, the way they're acting on CNN. So now, Berman has Fauci on today. Fauci, oddly available for a media hit today, <laughs> is jumps on CNN, and Berman's going to tattletale to him about, uh, about Tucker Carlson, and he's going to use Fauci as his battering ram against mean Tucker. You know that there is this issue of vaccine hesitancy out there, broadly speaking, not just about Johnson & Johnson, but about vaccines in general. One of the reasons is, is some of the things people say. Uh, and last night, I want to read you. I don't want to play it because I'm not sure that helps the cause here of, of, of saving lives. Uh, something that TV personality Tucker Carlson said on TV about vaccines in general. He said, if the vaccine, if vaccines are effective, there's no reason for people who have received the vaccine to wear masks or avoid physical contact. So maybe it doesn't work. And they're simply not telling you that. Let me repeat that again. So maybe it doesn't work. And they're simply not telling you that. What do you have to say to Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Uh, that's just a typical crazy conspiracy theory. <laughs> Why would we not tell people if it doesn't work? Look at the data. The data are all... Grandpa Fauci, Tucker was mean to us. Disgrace. Overwhelming in the three <laughs> vaccines that have been approved for use in an emergency use authorization, the J&J the Pfizer and the Moderna, you had 30,000, 44,000 and 40,000 people in a clinical trial with an overwhelming signal of efficacy. So I don't have any idea what he's talking about. How dangerous is that? One of the vaccines, one of the vaccines has been paused because uh, Dr. Fauci, because six people out of a million or whatever it is, uh, developed blood clots, six women specifically, and now Fauci wants that one paused. So that one's paused. Is it for a TV personality like that who does have an audience of millions to, to speculate about something like that? Well, it's certainly not <laughs> helpful to the public health of this nation. Yeah, sorry, John. Fauci's not going to knife Tucker Carlson. He wants to go on Fox News and Fox affiliates. This is a TV creature of TV by now. He is not burning bridges. Or even globally. You know, I don't want to get into arguments about Tucker Carlson, but it, it, to me, it's just, you know, it's counter to what we were trying mm -hmm. to accomplish to protect the safety and the health of the American public. Pathetic. Pathetic that a grown man. See, Tucker was suggesting maybe the vaccines don't work at all, Dr. Fauci. Well, that's not right, right? He's being mean and dangerous, right? Right? How pathetic. How absolutely pathetic. It's nuts. I mean, they need to find something else to talk about besides the top-rated cable news host in primetime. I mean, I, what's their plan for their ratings now that Trump is gone other than just talk about Tucker 24-7? That's it. They're going after Tucker. That, that's it. That's <laughs> it's it. the Tucker News and Network you heard the now? news, the sound we played yesterday. The new plan is they're going to go after Tucker. Mm -hmm. And then after COVID, they're going after climate change as the right. new... As the new existential threat that's going to kill, blah, 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 blah. It's all BS. It doesn't really matter. But it is so, it is, in, in the, the thing is, is that Berman has to pretend that Fauci's been consistent on any of this. Mm -hmm. It in this media has completely, completely just thrown aside any semblance of wanting to do their due diligence. You know that there is this issue of vaccine hesitancy out there, broadly speaking, not just about Johnson & Johnson, but about vaccines in general. One of the reasons is, is some of the things people say. Uh, and last night, I want to read you, I don't want to play it, because I'm not sure that helps the cause here of, of, of saving lives, uh, something that TV personality Tucker Carlson said on TV about vaccines in general. He said, if the vaccine, if vaccines are effective, there's no reason for people who have received the vaccine to wear masks or avoid physical contact. So maybe it doesn't work. And they're simply not telling you that. Let me repeat that again. So maybe it doesn't work. And they're simply not telling you that. What do you have to say to Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Uh, that's just a typical crazy. The real question to ask would be, well, Dr. Fauci, what do you say to the contention that you've been telling people to go and mask up regardless of if you're vaccinated or not. And do you feel that that is something that's duplicitous and harmful to the messaging? Yeah, I mean, because Tucker's quoting Fauci, right? When that's, that's what Tucker's using in his segment. 
he's saying, you know, Fauci says that you still have to do all the same things, mask up, not go anywhere, don't dine indoors, all these things. He says that you have to keep the exact same stuff after you get vaccinated. So why would you need to do that if the vaccine works? So instead of addressing that actual point, Fauci just calls it a crazy conspiracy theory. Well, he's using your words. So what's the conspiracy theory? You know, that that's the thing. I mean, that's why you and I don't buy into that because we're, we got vaccinated and now we're going to just do what we want to do because that's we believe. We believe science. I mean, I feel like maybe we need a yard sign that says we believe science in our yard because it seems like a lot of people around here, including Dr. Fauci, don't believe in vaccines. So, I mean, would I, if I were Tucker, use the exact tone he's using? Probably not because my tendency is to believe the vaccines work. But I think he's right where a lot of viewers are, which is that the messaging from Fauci and the CDC has consistently been that... You can still get other people sick. It The immunity doesn't last that long. We're not really sure if it works that well. You can probably still kill people. Just keep your mask on. Don't go inside. Which is crazy, given the data on how effective the vaccines are. It's, it's bizarre behavior. That's a conspiracy theory. And that's right. what Tucker's uh, citing. And right now, if you're the CDC and you're telling people who have been vaccinated... That they must still socially distance, mm-hmm. still use a mask, cannot dine inside, etc. If you're telling those people they cannot do that because of the the threat of COVID, then you have to tell 330 million Americans not to do a whole bunch more more dangerous stuff than mm-hmm. that. You have to. If that behavior, being somebody who's been vaccinated, if that behavior is considered risky, what isn't risky? Oh, I mean, it's first of all, we'd never drive in a car again, anybody, if if we're talking about the odds of once you're vaccinated. But I mean, this has to end at some point here. You know, in a few weeks, pretty much everybody in the United States who wants a vaccine will be able to get one. And, you know, whatever the efficaciousness of possibly getting COVID from some of the vaccines, they're basically 100% effective against dying from COVID. At that point. Mm -hmm. So once you've gotten the vaccine, you might, might, might possibly get COVID, but you're not going to die of COVID. So you have no right once you've gotten the vaccine to tell anybody else what to do. And pretty much that's going to be everybody who wants it. So at that point, everybody should just be done. The masks should come off. We should all go back to normal and just ignore anybody who says otherwise. But I think in certain places like i think the schools are going to take a really long time to not make kids wear masks um because the teachers unions are just enjoying making everybody miserable and uh you know i I think there are going to be places times and places that are going to demand people wear masks but for the most part in day-to-day life everybody just needs to take them off we're done here right and i also just find that fauci is doing whatever he can do to extend the runway of his stardom right now Mm-hmm. And that's it. And the Johnson & Johnson thing that was paused. It was fine. We can go. It's now paused because of blood clots in women, which is... Has that been fatal? Uh, one out of the seven million people that received the vaccine died of blood clots. And do we even uh, do we even know enough about why she died or how she died? And also, is one in seven million... Is that is that a bad number? No, that's not, that's not, that should not be a frightening number to anybody. First of all, your chances of getting blood clots from COVID are much higher than getting blood clots from these vaccines. COVID causes blood clots. There's literally nothing the vaccines can do to you that's bad that COVID can't also do to you. It's just not possible. But um, these aren't, the Johnson & Johnson and the AstraZeneca, where they've been having these issues with blood clots, these aren't the mRNA vaccines. Those, that's the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines are done with mRNA. The other vaccines are done with DNA and they attach it to a, a certain type of virus called an adenovirus. And that's how they get it to attack your cells so your body knows it's an invader and attack it. Um, but basically, uh, the... The issue that they're having is that there are a few, a very small number of people are getting this specific type of weird blood clot that's normally very, very rare that they almost never see. And it is a small number. It's like, you know, 37 in all of Europe and the UK, and it's 
six here in the United States. It's a small number of people who are getting these. It should be noted that blood clots in general are something that's fairly common. There's like thousands of people get blood clots a day in the United States, but not this specific rare type. I mean, birth control causes blood clots. We know this. You have like a one in a thousand chance of getting blood clots from your birth control pills that we prescribe to women every day. So one in seven million people dying of a specific type of blood clot on the Johnson Johnson vaccine is not really something to freak out about. It's it's not. It's way less risky than COVID, among other things. But um, they're trying to, I think what they're trying to do although I don't agree with it, is prove that they're being really super cautious and on top of it because they think that will make people feel better if they pause and investigate to make sure to check it out before they give it to people again. I think it's going to happen. And if they are, Mm -hmm. then that is another illusion. That is them using persuasion tactics. Right, exactly. Being dishonest, the noble eye, being dishonest. mm -hmm. In an attempt to persuade the masses. And I think it's going to end up having the opposite effect because I think what happens is people just hear vaccine, blood clot, paused, and the story in their head is that the vaccines aren't safe. They cause blood clots. Right? I mean, isn't that the impression in general that people are going to walk away with? And in the right. meantime, there's been canceled clinics all over the U.S. People have lost vaccines. Spot- Massachusetts made sure to guarantee everybody a spot of a different vaccine, which is great. But like people lost appointments across the U.S. You know, it, it set us back. And that's it also has a shorter lead time. So if you're trying to like get teachers back into classrooms, a lot of teachers have gotten the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because it's one shot versus the two. So it takes a shorter amount of time until it's fully in effect and you can get back in the classroom. So these are all things that they should be considering. I don't think they should have paused it. You know, uh, the evidence from other countries where they've paused AstraZeneca is that in countries where they've paused it, people have more concerns about vaccine safety than in countries where they haven't paused it, like the UK. Um, people are less worried about the AstraZeneca in the UK where they never paused it because they have confidence in their institutions to, you know, make the right decisions. So, I mean, it's Didn't obviously... Didn't they pause AstraZeneca at one point? In parts of Europe. Some countries have paused it, some haven't, which is sad because that's like the only one they have there. So they're... Now, like, no one's getting vaccinated. Canada's also doing a terrible job. I read a fantastic article about Canada's vaccination program. Um, Basically, what's happening in Canada is that um, they're, like, barely vaccinating anybody. So I'm looking. I emailed the article to myself. (laughs) Where did it go? Um, But uh, and, uh... And so I read a great article about why that is. One reason is because in their contract, they didn't uh, specify a delivery date in which to have... Pfizer give them the vaccines they just said sometime in the first quarter of 2021 I don't see how that could be Trudeau is so smart he's really young dashing smart handsome science based that doesn't seem possible that he'd be a pure vacuous incompetent uh, dandy Um, and then in addition to that there's also some speculation that maybe the fact that Canada has made itself into a really inhospitable environment for uh, innovative companies to develop things. They have fewer, they have shorter patent protections. They have less medical manufacturing. Um, they uh, they ha- are not, they've lost a lot of their drug manufacturing and R&D. And, uh, you know, the good for them they've overregulated all their industries which makes them feel good and yet when it comes time for crunch time the companies that are going to save people from the pandemic are located in like the united states and the manufacturing <laughs> is located in the united states and what are you going to do about that now so it is something that uh this was an article in the atlantic that i read about it uh that this is the atlantic says canada's problems run deeper through a combination of bureaucracy and legislation the country has lost its drug manufacturers that are doing original r&d its capacity to respond to pandemics and its federal clout in organizing national strategies for a pandemic response and emergency vaccine rollout so it's one of these things that you hear about all the time, how the U.S. spent so much on medicine and we way overpay for prescription drugs and Europe pays so much less and Canada pays so much less and we and we don't have national health care and our health outcomes are so much worse. But sometimes, sometimes in certain situations, it helps to have the big companies here 
doing this stuff. Sometimes it helps to pay top dollar to get the vaccines before a country that's two steps away that's right there and they can't get the vaccines because they, first of all, are terrible at writing contracts, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it's good to have Mr. Negotiator <laughs> in the White House sometimes. But um, but it it really... It really is a situation where uh, the story of the pandemic is not over yet. We've gotten a lot of flack in the U.S. about like what a bad job we did with the pandemic. But uh, as these other countries have additional waves of the virus, look at South America. South America is a disaster right now. And, um, and countries that have really vaccinated a lot of their populations are not seeing that same third wave. And it's going to be the same thing here. And, you know, places like the EU and Canada – they're going to struggle to control that still. It's, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what so happens. So we've had two waves, right? We've had two. I, yeah, I mean, over the late spring and into the summer was really kind of a the extension regionally of the first wave. So there was kind of a, a true first wave that was like in the Northeast and partially like in the Midwest. Um, that was that first really bad that wave. That was late before April. There was, um, even even May. late March and into April. Okay. Yes. So so that was that initial first wave before we had really testing and stuff. Um, and then you see everybody was like really fully shut down during that everywhere. But then when people reopened, you sort of saw that first wave happen now to a lesser degree in places like Florida, Arizona, Texas, the South kind of had their own um first wave that they had never really had to start with then you had the second wave into the winter that was like the seasonal people are going inside now because it's cold wave and that was um that ran from like late october into january and then really started to drop off around the time joe biden came into office and we started really rolling out the vaccines in a big way so um, so why is widmer in michigan getting hit so hard that's really not clear i do not know why that is happening. Um, it It's going to take somebody smarter than me to see that. But that's really what's driving like a large amount of the U.S. problem right now is happening in Michigan. So um, and it doesn't seem to be getting better right now. I, I don't know what's going on. It's possible that um, that even though their vaccination rate looks OK on the surface, that it's highly localized, that it's clustered in certain areas and that there are areas that are having outbreaks. I mean, Michigan's a in two pieces you know it's you can have an outbreak in one part of the state that where people maybe aren't as highly vaccinated so i'd wonder what a heat map of how vaccinated different parts of the hmm. state are would look like and stuff because it would seem like they, they should have enough people vaccinated that they wouldn't be having the numbers spike as much as they are so it's not clear to me what's going on there hmm. but, oh. Well, but, interesting. We'll be sure to politicize it once we have the facts uh, known. Mm-hmm. Um, it, all right, here we go. This is uh, if you're if you've got the booze with you, now is the time to start drinking. <laughs> Linda Thomas Greenfield is the U.S. ambassador to the UN. Uh, as with every nominee and uh, appointment with this administration. Mm-hmm. She is fully woke, fully into the movement. She is speaking the language, saying exactly what uh, what the radical, persuasive bullying left wants to be said. Mm-hmm. And she is a true evangelist for the cause. So this is her speaking to the National Action Network, which is Al Sharpton's <coughs> Al Sharpton's uh, shakedown machine. And I'll just uh, let Linda Thomas-Greenfield have the floor. We immediately re-engage with the Human Rights Council and have announced our intention to seek election to that body so that we can advance our most cherished democratic values around the globe. Of course, when we raise issues of equity and justice at the global scale, we have to approach them with humility. We have to acknowledge that we are an imperfect union and have been since the beginning. And every day we strive to make ourselves more perfect and more just. In a diverse country like ours, that means committing to do the work. It means learning and understanding more about each other. It means engaging trailblazing groups like yours to teach, to grow, to include, to improve. 
It means not forgetting our past or ignoring our present, but keeping both firmly in mind as we push for a better future. I tried to do this recently in the UN General Assembly when I spoke on the International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. So we suck is what we want to make sure that we tell the world. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, you know, <coughs> call out China's uh, concentration camps unless no. we're doing it from a position of humility because a cop in Minnesota screwed up. Exactly, and the same goes for um, Iran, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. and, days of, and all of these other countries which oppress, including some of them which have active slavery in them. But uh, no, we're the worst. We're an immoral equivalent with the worst of the worst actors in on the planet. Thanks, Linda. I've seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. But I also shared these stories to offer up an insight, a simple truth I've learned over the years. Racism is not the problem of the person who experienced What the frig (laughs) are you doing? What is your job? This is not the humans, the, the UN ambassador's job to go to a race hustler and tell him how much the com- the country that you're representing mm-hmm. is a, a white supremacist hornet's nest that was built on white supremacy and slavery and evil. This is incredible. This is no wonder why the Chinese attack us for our human rights. We are the loudest attackers of us on the earth. Right. The rest of the countries can't keep up. They all, that's what all the people around the world say whenever there's a Black Lives Matter protest or anything else. They all say, wow, look, America's such a racist country. Good thing we don't have problems like that here as they throw Uyghurs into prison camps and throw away the key. This is it. Those of us who experience racism cannot and should not internalize it despite the impact it can have on our everyday lives. Racism is the problem of the racist. And it is the problem. Isn't there another spiritual gig that Biden could have <laughs> given her? What is this? This is a, a spiritual um, theocratic ideology that she's spouting mm-hmm. off here. This is a religion. This is a belief system with a Satan. You know, they're very clear about who's, <laughs> who that is. I get it. Uh, but and this is this is this person, Alice. Mm-hmm is, in my clinical opinion, a psychotic. That's what this person is. Right now, there's a lot of utility and currency in being a psychotic, and so a lot of them have really nice jobs in around Washington, D.C., because Mm -hmm. they're used to grease the skids of the people on the uh, ascent, the power ascent. Right. And right now it's used as this snow job of wokeness that uh, allows people passage into more elite corners of power. And this is be Joe Biden, first of all, obviously doesn't believe a word of what she says. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care, though. He's going to do whatever it takes, whatever flim flam man or woman he has to hire. He's going to do whatever it takes to hold the dogs at bay while he does his big Roosevelt stuff. Right. And that's what this is. This is an insane, you are an insane person. ...of the society that produces the racist. And in today's world, that's every society. In America, that, that takes many forms. Every society. Yeah, we're Everybody's, all racist. You, you have no choice. You just are. Yep, you were born of it. You are it. It's our... Man, this is such a, it's such a boring ideology, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only is it destructive and certainly divisive, and well, uh, racist, but it's freaking monotonous. Like, can't you at least be exciting? If you're going to be a despot, be exciting. It's the white supremacy that led oh! to the of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. I'm oh, f- off! God, I can't stand. You're overmodulating the tape, honey. <sighs> I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. It's every freaking person is just the other person. They're all. It's everybody's the same. It's Bianca Taylor, it's George Floyd, we see it, it's Trayvon Martin, it's systemic racism, st- systemic systems and spaces that we've made using racism, white supremacy, and whiteness to make this, and whiteness, I'm sick of it. I can't, I cannot take it today. I can't, I can't, I, 
I cannot take that. When I wake up in the morning, love. You know what? You know what I can take? What can you take? Seven ten. Come on, man. <laughs> Again, the look back. So that's what I mean. I don't want to rewrite. Right through the face, leaving the seven ten. The seven ten only been made on television three times in the history of professional bowling on TV. Come on, kid, do it. that guy the ambassador to the UN at least he likes being here yeah oh man thank goodness we're not I'm not going back to I'm right now doing something I call deleting from soundboard mm-hmm. Linda Thomas Greenfield she has gone to me I no longer see her Alice I no longer see her mm-hmm. I, see, I see Bill Withers I see the 710 okay so there's no more there's nothing left audio-wise that's going to make me uh, start cutting myself. So I'm going to... We'll go to an odd thing, though. I believe something should be called a hate crime. I would want... Uh, hopefully the um, ambassador mm-hmm. to the UN mentions this. Uh, Andrew Yang shows up in New York to a uh, Chauvin's a jerk and... Um, Dante Wright it, should be a live rally. Exactly. A live rally. And the crowd turns on him. My guy, Andrew Yang, Yang Gang, the crowd turns on Andrew Yang. So it's, you do not use our protest for your political gain. Um, do you guys notice that there are politicians <laughs> making their entire careers because of your little demonstration here? Yeah, this not is, to mention no, the activists themselves. No, he's using us. Why do you pick out the Asian guys be using you? Every Democrat is using you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're not even the people running the movement are using you. There was that one who bought the whatever million dollar in house in Topanga yeah. Canyon. Yeah. They're they're all this is purely a grift. It's not yes. about you, the little people on the ground. And by the way, you would think that if you have a cause, you would want it to be more mainstream. So if people show up to support your cause, you don't like boo them and tell them to get out. Uh by the way, it, they're saying he's pro cop. If Andrew Yang showed up at a an actual pro cop rally, they'd be thrilled to see him and welcome. I haven't seen anybody at a pro cop rally get kicked out and yelled at in that way. But you can bet that it would make the news if a group of pro Trump rally goers yelled "Shame on you! Mm. Get out of here! We don't want you here!" at the most prominent Asian candidate for mayor of New York, like ever. Right. You would think that that would be a little bit more of a story when there's a string of anti-Asian hate going on in New York that potentially one might think it was a little weird that they're yelling, get out of here. We don't want you here at the Asian man. It's a little odd, a little odd. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're on to Black Lives Matter now. So I guess the anti-Asian hate crime thing is gone again that's over now at least some of the people in black lives matter know how to use their uh white sisters and brethren uh, correctly when trying to uh riot and trying to create a phalanx uh, against law enforcement now get the white people in the front bro white people in the front white allies in the front but they have rubber bullets (laughs) ma'am White allies in the front. I think that's um, uh, Brooklyn Center uh, while they're trying to converge in the courthouse and the police. 
White allies in the front to be mm-hmm. uh, cannon fodder for the... Uh, for human the in- shields. Exactly. You know what? I respect it. Allies in the front! White allies in the front! White allies in the front! <laughs> I don't want to go in the front. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there you go. There's that uh, happening. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Do I want to get right to, we got a whole bunch of stuff, um, non-audio based stuff, Alice. Should we hit some of that stuff? Sure. Go for Bro. it. Bro. All right. Hold on. And then we'll get to, I will not forget you. Uh, we will get to Greg mm-hmm. Gutfeld responding to Brian Stelter. Oh, and by the way, good news. Regular exercise may help prevent against severe COVID. And walking counts too, honey, by the way, which you do a lot of walking. So. Yeah, I couldn't today, though. Unfortunately, uh, one of our offspring uh, wouldn't let it happen. Wasn't meant to be. Wasn't sent to be at all. So this person uh, is um, tweeted from work. It tweets, my brother is doing a diversity training at work, and this is one of the slides. Case study number three, ethnic stereotypes. <clears throat> and they lay out this hypothetical. Michael clocks out for lunch from his post on the Upper East Side of Manhattan and sits down to eat in the employee lounge. Another security professional, Cindy, is just finishing up her lunch and notices that Michael has a small sandwich and a bag of apple slices. There's nothing I hate more than sandwich uh, crimes. (laughs) Cindy is just finishing up her lunch and notices that Michael has a small sandwich. (laughs) This is such a... You know, doesn't that happen all the time? <laughs> Damn, I hope he doesn't notice the size of my sandwich. She's gonna say she's gonna say something. Then he's finishing up her lunch and notices a small sandwich Michael is eating, and a bag of apples. She exclaims, "What kind of Italian are you? That's the smallest sandwich I've ever seen. Throw some meat on that bread, or bust out some pasta and gravy, you big paisan. You're gonna be starved by the end of your shift." How do you think this makes Michael feel? Is Cindy implying that Michael needs to eat more food because he's Italian? Do you think Cindy's comment could have offended others in the employee lounge? <laughs> so I respect that guy who is taking that test for uh, actually going through this and having fun with it. You would hear from seat 11B of this training where I am. This is a sound you would hear before my head slumps onto the desk. Here's uh, the guy in 7B just uh, shot himself in the head. Maintenance. It's the third one today, oddly enough. <laughs> Come on, Paisan. Eat a bacon sandwich. Shut up. <laughs> God, shut up. It just goes to show you that our society is completely lacking in any <laughs> racism because not only are they having to make up the racism, is that their examples of potential racism are so totally unmoored from reality? Like that's not something there that is would nothing. ever happen. I, I I've worked with Italians. I, I used to work in my when I since I was twenty years old till through my twenties with Italians from East Boston. These are Italian. Uh, first of all, every Italian guy I've worked with thought he was the greatest human being on the face of the earth. Had no problem taken and given leap right back none of them i'd ever seen ever ever had an insecurity about a sandwich <laughs> i've never seen a person deduce that the way to the the famous trope to go to by italians is small sandwiches <laughs> you know italians are known for bigger sandwiches i don't even know if that's true she wanted him to bust out some pasta and gravy paisan <laughs> is that uh, the first word you think of when you think of Italians either? Bust out some. It's so it's it reminds me of that uh of the thing the the poster that was at the MBTA bus stop that mm-hmm. a friend of ours got for, showed us a screenshot of and said if you see some bullying happening and it shows this big fat white guy look at a woman in dressed in a hijab <laughs> and, and it says if you see a big fat white guy say something and, and because oh, that's what you see all the time. <laughs> You see big, fat, white guys looking for people in his jobs. This is like part of my substack that's going to come out tomorrow. They assign these weird hate crimes to people and thought crimes that people just don't have. Right. People don't have that in their head. You know, I'm either going to get off four stops from here. Oh, wait, I have an opportunity to berate, yell, and terrorize a young woman down there. Mm-hmm. 
Forget my tea time, you know. I'm gonna forget this. I'm gonna actually make hay. Well, that's why all their fake ones are so ludicrous because they're based on their like imagined version of who commits hate crimes and not like on real people. It's like yep. the Jesse Smollett thing. This is mega country. Right. Anybody who heard that since knew Trump won, now we're allowed to tear off your hijab. It didn't, didn't happen. Those are all hoaxes. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they think a Trump person would do. So that's like, but you can immediately tell. Anyone who's a Trump supporter knows that no Trump supporters in MAGA hats attacked him and said, this is MAGA country, and like put a tiny noose around his neck or whatever. That's just not something like Trump people would do. <laughs> like, And the type of people that are white supremacists that are actually looking for trouble aren't like that big Trump people anyway. They're kind of their own weird thing. And most of them have all kinds of other no, psychological problems like very problems simple binary mm-hmm. uh, conclusions. Yeah, I know. That's right. <clears throat> Good news, though. Thankfully, some of that racism is going away from Cornell University. Uh, Cornell faculty approves a resolution removing race from crime alerts. So, on college campuses, where I'm told uh, that uh, one third or one fourth of female students are raped routinely, um, the suspect hiding behind the bushes cannot be identified by race. Can't describe them. Can't describe. Nope. There is a person. Uh, who is a sexual assaulter of no description. <laughs> you can't describe so, them because that could cause some kind of racial incident. I mean, doesn't that just reflect... My goodness, I was just sexually assaulted. Well, <laughs> on the good side, <laughs> we didn't report on his race. Does that make you feel any better? Great. Great, 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 great. Well, I feel safer already thanks to that. Oh, by the way, another great thing that somebody in this Twitter post pointed out, mm-hmm. that in case tw- case study number three, mm-hmm. ethnic stereotype. About the small sandwich? No, uh, is that is that when they say, throw some meat on that bread or bust out some pasta and gravy, you big paisan, you're going to starve to death. Your is spelled Y-O-U-R. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> it was made by insane people. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we played yesterday. We played. I think it was yesterday. I don't know. This is. I, I've been. Uh, I filled in today on WTIC. Really fun in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Nine to noon. Listen tomorrow. I'll be there. But it does kind of make the day. It, it blows away the day for me in a sense that I've I, I've lost some RAM. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> thank you. <Alice. laughs> uh, but I, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that I don't remember. I think we played the the Brian Stelter thing yesterday. With him demanding mm-hmm. to see the flesh of all of the hosts on. <laughs> he wants to see all their naked arms. Yeah, with he the wants to see the needle plunge in. into them. Yes, he wants to see that. He'll He's find not- it inspiring. <laughs> He's, He's not, not- going to believe it until he sees the yes. needle the guy in the arm. Who, who three tweets ago tweeted a picture of himself <laughs> with no pants on. <laughs> Great. That's the kind of guy I want obsessing about me. Um, so Stelter... Um, all right, so we, we play that stuff. So so Gutfeld now Stelter demands that Stelter demands that everybody at Fox show him their vaccine selfies. Gutfeld now has reacted to Stelter. Why do you think we haven't seen the biggest stars on Fox News get vaccinated or show us their vaccine selfies? <laughs> <laughs> Holy. <laughs> <laughs> So now virtue signaling includes telling people to virtue signal. Okay, Brian, I'll bite. Why haven't we made a vanity display of our vax status? Because it's none of your business. <laughs> and, if, and if Brian, and if Brian, and if Brian believes personal medical info should be publicized, he can start with his cholesterol. <laughs> his, his HDL numbers are lower than his ratings. The World Obesity Federation found risk of death from COVID-19 is 10 times higher in countries where the population is overweight. And he's accusing us of not setting a healthy example. What the hell was he thinking? What the frig was Stelter thinking? This will be the way I'll get them. <laughs> That's as rich as the frosting on his morning strudel. It's not over yet, Brian. You got a minute of this a left. Fitness battle of the network stars. Count me in, unless it's a pie eating contest. <laughs> now, last week I called CNN the shame network because all it does is look down at Americans. But it's actually worse than that. It's now officially pro peer pressure. So rather than demanding we parade our virtuousness, Stelter should be showing us what he's doing to get better. 
Instead, he's tearing a rotator cuff, patting himself on the back. CNN would rather elevate their heart rates by making people hate each other. Instead of a vaccine passport, maybe they prefer a scarlet letter. My humble advice, if you have heightened risks for COVID, address them before judging others. Stelter is behaving like the guy who smokes cigarettes and then criticizes you for eating red meat. And the truth is, if you get a vaccine because someone on TV did, you're an idiot. <laughs> Take responsibility for yourself and make up your own mind. You can still do that in America, I think. Here we go. Here, here, Greg Gutfeld. Mm -hmm. That's his show, by the way, which is now nightly. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Um, but our show is also nightly. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, that's at Burn Barrel Pod. We're on Gab and Parlor at Burn Barrel Podcast. We are also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can send us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com, or find us on YouTube as well. That's Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel over on YouTube. There's video versions of the podcast. You can like, subscribe, leave comments, reviews, all those good things. Right through the face, leaving the 710. The 710 only been made on television three times in the history of professional bowling on TV. Come on, kid, do it. Oh, he did it! He did it! He, did it. he got the 710, Randy! Oh, he did it! My goodness, the ginger assassin just dropped the 710! You bet, kid! You bet! Oh, man! Give me some oxygen and water to spare the game. Brought to you by Guaranteed Rate. If you believe it, you can do it. Guaranteed Rate. Believe you will. I believe the ginger assassin can drop the 7-10. Oh, man. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.